The success of a marriage is not luck. It is two people getting up every day deciding I still want to do this. And regardless of how I feel, I'm going to fight for what I know I'm purposed for. Hey there, this is Patrice Washington from patricewashington.com, where we chase purpose, not money. Welcome back to another episode of Redefining Wealth. I think this is one of the first episodes that is being recorded at about two in the morning. (laughs) So you know it's going to be good because I got a little something on my spirit. (laughs) So for my returning listeners, you always know that it is such an amazing time here. Every Thursday when you log in, you can expect to get a nugget of wisdom And to my new listeners, welcome to the community. At Redefining Wealth, we believe that wealth is more than money and material possessions. We also believe that it's about well-being. We actually believe that it's about well-being first and foremost. And we have six pillars that that's founded on. And one of those pillars that I want to just jump into really quick, it's the reason that I'm up at 2 a.m. doing this, is the space pillar. So the space pillar is our third pillar, and you can always go back to the initial episodes and hear all of this, but the space pillar is about setting up your life to support you, and it's about making sure that your space is peaceful and it's energized, and it will give you the atmosphere that you need in order to produce at your best level, and also in order for you to teach other people how to treat you and respect you and your space. And one of the things that I am very passionate about in my space is setting the tone and the mood. In last week's episode with Kelly Cardenas, he called it the vibe. And I use candles to do that. And the company that I currently use for candles is Intuition LA. Shout out to Alexandria Greenwood, who's the owner of that boutique and that candle company. And I was introduced to her about a year and a half ago by my makeup artist, Brittany Ingram. Shout out to Brittany. And the reason is because Alex is also from L.A. And she started the candle line and named the candles after areas in Los Angeles, in particular areas where they're urban, predominantly black and brown communities where people don't expect a lot. And she wanted to show that there's still a light burning bright coming from those areas. And because I am from and proudly from Lemur Park in South Central Los Angeles, That was the scent that I chose. And so I started to really support her because I support the mission more than anything. And I support her as a woman-owned business. And I support her as a black woman-owned business. And the reason that's so important is because I briefly shared at the very end of the last episode with Kelly Cardenas that because I'm so particular about candles and I'm always buying 20 and 25 candles at a time, from Alexandria, we started to talk about what scent I really wanted. Like, what did I really want to set the tone in my home with? And so we started collaborating and I was smelling 10 and 15 scents and we were mixing different things and she would take it away and mix it and bring it back. And do you like this? And do you like that? Because I'm not like really a floral girl. I like a clean, crisp, more of like an ocean breeze (laughs) or a linen scent, just very light Um, I don't like things that are too loud or overpowering. I just want something that makes me feel peaceful. And there, Peace by Patrice was born. And so I shared that because originally these are just for me. I'm going to buy 20 or 25 at a time anyway. So why not have my name throughout my house? (laughs) 
we started thinking about it. And I said, well, you know, I'll offer some to my audience. I very rarely, you know, offer anything, to be honest. I probably should be better about that. But quite frankly, I don't. What happened is I, from time to time, will share the things that I like. And then people will say, how can I get it? Or where did you get that? And so sometimes it's like, okay, cool. This is a great way. Like the I am the CEO of my life mugs, which sold out. This is a great way to offer a piece of me to my audience so that they can keep me with them or carry them around. Well, long story short, we offered and many of you have supported and I'm so grateful and I appreciate you. I just felt it in my spirit like I needed to address some others and not from an attacking standpoint at all because I've already emailed this to a couple of you. It's not about that at all. I'm not attacking you as a person, but I have to attack the mindset that I believe is going to keep you trapped if you don't get it in check. Can we just be real? And the mindset comes from people who send emails or DMs and say, oh my gosh, why is the candle $28? You need to lower that. Not everybody can do it. You should be respecting or thinking about your audience. Well, here's the first thing. I'm very aware of my audience and my audience is broad, but it's overwhelmingly in one direction in particular. And that is go-getting, high-achieving women who, even if they don't have the financial means, they have the mindset of abundance that says, this is where I'm going. So I'm going to make, one, an investment in where I'm going, and two, I'm going to support Patrice because Patrice supports me every single week with free content that I get to log in and listen to and download and replay over and over again, and I don't have to pay a penny. So if there's ever a moment where I can sell $20 or $30 into her, I'm going to do that because of what she's sewn into me. And that's the mindset of my audience, of my audience. And if you don't have that mindset coming in, my goal is that as you stay in this space, that becomes your mindset. Not that you have to buy a candle. That's not what it's about. It's about having a different mindset, though. My mindset was to support Alexandria from the moment I heard her mission, because quite frankly, I was spending hundreds of dollars a month with companies who didn't know who I was. They didn't care about who I was. They don't align with my values necessarily. They do nothing to pour into me. (laughs) And this young lady was going out of her way to deliver candles to my doorstep because she understood the power of creating relationships that matter. And she's a great service-based spirit. She's a servant and service-based spirit. And so that's how you grow. That's how you continue to grow. She's actually about to open another boutique in Vegas and there's no doubt in my mind, it's because of how she shows up. And so I said that to say, also, I remember our mentor, my husband and I had a mentor where when we went to their home, beautiful home and walked around, they had to have, I don't know, just in the space that we were in, 50 or so candles, the evening, evening time and just dinner with just us and them. And I was like, but the candles had to be No, not had to be. I know they are because I looked them up. (laughs) They were about $300 candles. We were in a multi, multi multi-million dollar estate here in Malibu. But they were about $300 each. And a few months later, I ended up buying one of those candles. 
not because I feel like I have $300 candle money, but because I like to put myself in my aspirational reality. And the truth is, if I ever get to the level of wealth that they have, do I know that I would spend money on candles that way? I'm not sure, but that wasn't the point. The motive behind it was I want to be in a space and in a place in my life where I have the choice to buy a $300 candle and 50 of them if I would like and burn them all at the same time and then not impact anything. Do you see what I'm saying? I want to be in a place where I have the choice. And so I bought that candle not to invest in my mentor, but to put it in my space so that I could walk by it, so that I could see it, so that I could smell it, so that I could feel it. And so that in the back of my mind, I could be working towards my aspirational reality. And so my mindset is that I never judge other people's purchases by my paycheck. Never. Never. It's like saying, well, everybody can't have a Bentley. Okay, that's right. And that's why Buick still exists. So no, everyone can't have a Bentley, but you can get a Buick. And so you need to think about where you are in your journey. But it's not to call Mr. Bentley and tell him off, (laughs) whoever that is. But it's not to call a Bentley dealership and tell them off and make them try to make them, not make them because I didn't feel bad, but try to make them feel bad about pricing their Bentleys however they price them because everybody can't do it. Like we have to have things to aspire to, guys. What's wrong with that? Right? Like what's actually wrong with that? I had to get that out because it brings me to what our topic is today because these are the same people who will say when the candles keep going and do well, I think they'll probably sell out this week. But when the candles sell out or when the podcast gets some great recognition, these are the same people who will say, oh, you're so lucky. It's that same mindset. They kind of go hand in hand. And it's like, no, luck, no, lucky is kind of insulting. So let's stay away from the word lucky. <laughs> Even when I tell people, it, you know, it's in us as a culture, especially in the U.S., to tell people good luck. Then I always have to take it back and say, you don't need luck. You're already blessed. Let me stop. But I'm so used to saying it 30-something years and saying, oh, good luck. It's like a nice gesture. But the truth is you're already blessed. So I really want to unpack what I mean when I say lucky is an insult. Some of you may remember this if you've been down with me for some time. Last year, I did a Facebook Live, and I actually titled it, I think, Lucky Not Blessed. And the reason was because I had this T-shirt on by Ven and Rose. Also, shout out to another great woman-owned business, Ven and Rose. I had a T-shirt that Ven and Rose had blessed me with, and I was getting ready to go about my day and run some errands, and I put this T-shirt on, and I had like this (laughs) divine download because it occurred to me as I was getting ready to do a million things, oh, you know what? It was actually within the three-week period of me getting ready to launch the podcast. Some of you may have heard on my birthday episode or other episodes, I literally only had three weeks to create and redefining wealth. You'll hear that on the 50th episode, so I won't go too deep into that. But it dawned on me so many people will be quick to throw out the word lucky and they don't see the sleepless nights like someone being up at 2 a.m. recording. 
They don't see missed date nights or the financial investment for years into something that's not necessarily being monetized. Like again, with the podcast, this is free to you all, but I have a team of people that help me produce this podcast. It's not just me at all, right? So I'm constantly investing every month into the podcast because I see the bigger vision, but it's also one of the greatest joys in my professional career right now. And people miss the years of relationship building, years of speaking when no one showed up, years of having to do bootleg marketing (laughs) tactics just to get your name and your face out there. And they don't see that. And and those of us that are in the trenches doing the work, we know that progress beats progress beats perfection. So we do what we have to do and we just keep moving forward. Whether the vision is validated or not, we keep moving forward, validated by others that is. And then, you know, we get that big break or that opportunity and then someone will say, wow, you're so lucky. (laughs) You know, it's like, you guys know this. I was the personal finance voice of the Steve Harvey Morning Show, nationally syndicated radio show for four years. And each and every week I would sift through dozens of questions and find one, answer the person's questions. I would probably read, I don't know, yeah, about 15 on average questions before I kind of got to one where I felt like I hadn't answered it or anything like it recently or, or before and then record and then get it over to the engineer, have my team answering the people. Like there was a whole little process, right? And there would just be so much that went into that. So now that I have the podcast and we're doing really good numbers, I mean, we're still growing each and every week and shout out to you guys for sharing with your community, but we're doing really good numbers. And then people will say, oh, you're so lucky. But wait a minute, I've been recording these four minute segments For four years, unpaid, and no boo-hoo on me, I'm just saying. I mean, it was a phenomenal opportunity, and I'm grateful that I had it, and I only ended it in order to transition and really focus on the podcast because I see this as the next thing for me that I'm super excited about. But it's like I've been doing things for years. Before the Steve Harvey Morning Show, I was doing every... At the time, they were, what were they calling them? Blog talk radio. I was doing every blog talk radio I could. I was doing other podcasts at the time. I was doing local radio shows. When someone told me that my voice was hideous (laughs) after I applied to do like a money maven or money minute with the money maven at some station and the program director came back and the feedback was that my voice was hideous. There were so many things that led up to this point. There's so many times where people want to jump up and have instant success with something. But then if you do, they're like, oh, you're so lucky. (laughs) What? (laughs) No, that's insulting to people who actually put in the hard work day after day. I mean, because let's look at the definition of luck. Success or failure apparently brought by chance rather than through one's own actions. Say what? Success or failure apparently brought by chance rather than through one's own actions. So to say that someone is lucky negates everything that they've worked for. It negates everything that they've invested in. It negates their sacrifice and the different things they've had to push through, the, the years of hard work. 
It doesn't matter if this is the first time you've ever heard of me and you stumbled upon this podcast. I'm so glad you're here. But it doesn't negate the years of me speaking on stages, the the years of writing books and sacrificing. The reality is for anyone who's made it, <laughs> with the, the exception of a couple people that come to mind immediately, I know you guys are thinking of them too, the reality stars, but I'm going to say even some of these reality stars, they are working really, really hard and tirelessly. Now, you may not agree on what they're working on. <laughs> <laughs> but they're still working, so let's give credit. But the reality is most people have been working on stuff for 5, 10, 15, 20 years. You have been working to get wherever you are, which is why I don't let people make me feel bad about the value that I put on myself or the value that I put on the things that I produce. I'm not going to feel bad. Especially because I'm not the type of person personally who is constantly putting out things just for the sake of of getting a quick fix. I believe in putting out things that are valuable, that are useful. I don't want to put band-aids on anyone. I'm trying to have I'm trying to help people have full life transformation. <laughs> so when I do create something, no, it's not two dollars because I know the investment I've made in my education. I know the investment I've made in studying. I know the investment that I've made in building quality relationships, which are how we get so many great people on the podcast. Like I know the value of what I've done to become who I am and who I'm continuing to become. And so when someone says, well, such and such is, you know, they're coaching and they charge $200. Mm. Okay, <laughs> go have at it. That's awesome. I don't charge $200 for coaching. My coaching is not even based on the amount of time that I spend. It's based on the results that I help my clients achieve, period. So we have to be really careful about telling someone, though, that they're lucky. And you got to be careful if that's your mindset. You got to be beware of thinking people are lucky or are luckier than you because that'll do two things. One, it will make you doubt your own journey. It will make you doubt your own journey. If you start to see other people as lucky, you will start to question every single step of your journey. And remember what I always tell you, we have to be committed to the vision, but not attached to how we get there. We have to be committed to our visions, not attached to how we get there. And so if you think that someone is lucky, you'll start to compare. Remember our episode, The Power of No Comparison. You will start to compare yourself and your journey over and over again to other people. And you know what that does? That leads to bitterness. And I believe it makes you stagnant because if you stand still Worrying about, thinking about, furrowing your brows about who's doing what and comparing yourself and saying, how did they get that deal? How did they get that partnership? Like, my, I'm better than them. My work is better than them. I get better results. I'm this. I'm that. I'm so great. I have more education. Oh, it's because they have connections. They're lucky. Oh, it's because, you know, um, they must have just... I don't know what what people, 
who have this mindset thing. But I'm telling you, I've seen it in action and it's unfortunate that it'll make you doubt your own journey. And in doubting your own journey, you'll stand there, you'll be in a spirit of comparison, you'll become stagnant, and then you start to chase perfection because you want to beat the, the other person who is luckier. It's a really a slippery slope. And so you have to be careful. You can't doubt your own journey. This journey has been hard. This journey has been full of no's. It's been full of failed attempts, failed launches, things that didn't work out the way I envisioned them working out. I've had a lot of great success and I've had a lot of learning experiences as well. We'll call them that. And so I never consider anyone else who is successful in an area that I want to be successful and lucky. It's like someone loses weight and you're like, oh, you're so lucky. Can you tell someone that, that they're lucky or are they doing the work? Are they drinking their water? Are they eating their fruits and veggies, going to that gym, meeting with their trainer, going for the walks? You wouldn't, you wouldn't tell them that they were lucky. Why would you do that with work or business or even someone with a, a good relationship? Like being married takes work. Hello? <laughs> you don't tell someone, oh, you're so lucky. Your husband's so awesome. Every time someone tells a woman in particular, and men, you know, just go with me here. <laughs> but everyone, every time someone tells a woman, oh, you're so lucky. Your husband's so awesome. We immediately calculate all the prayers, all the hand laying, all the times that you were Googling apartments, all the times that you were like, you know what? You know what? <laughs> this could be the day. You're going you gonna to stop wearing me out. Like we've all been there. So the success of a marriage is not luck. It is two people getting up every day deciding I still want to do this. And regardless of how I feel, I'm going to fight for what I know I'm purposed for. You know, that's not luck. It takes work. It takes effort. It takes a lot of learning yourself and being patient and learning the other person. Yourself is actually harder to learn, you know. It takes a lot. So one thing is you're going to make yourself doubt your own journey, but the other part is you're going to make yourself bitter at someone else's blessings. Mm. You're going to make yourself bitter about someone else's blessings. And let me tell you, between doubting your own journey and making yourself bitter— Nothing good comes from a root of bitterness. Nothing good comes from a root of bitterness. I think in your spirit being vexed that way because you think other people are lucky and you become frustrated with your own journey, you do nothing but stifle your own creativity. You do nothing but stifle your own wealth building capacity. You do nothing but stifle your opportunity to create magical relationships that will inevitably lead you to where it is you say you want to go. You have to consider that when it seems so cliche, it seems like a term that we just throw around, but we have to be really cognizant of the words that we speak. I say this all the time. Words are powerful and what we verbalize, we magnify and we magnetize. And I don't think it's just as innocent as saying, oh, they're lucky. Oh, because it also usually when you say, oh, someone's lucky, you start to say things like, I wish I was da, 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 da. 
But by saying you wish you were filling the blank, you're implying that you're not. And I believe, as Tim Story taught us, in not necessarily chasing dreams, right? We're just cooperating with what heaven has already said. We're cooperating with what heaven has already said. If there is something out there for us, guys, it's technically already ours. We just need to stay in a space of preparation because sometimes if we got those things that we think that other people are lucky to have, we wouldn't even be ready to hold them. We wouldn't even have the capacity, the mindset, the infrastructure. Sometimes I thank God for the relationships that haven't happened in my life yet because the infrastructure of my business was not ready to support that type of visibility. And so while I know and I believe with every fiber of my being that certain things are coming, I also am intentionally working behind the scenes on building the infrastructure, getting the right team in place. Like there's a lot of things that come with that, being very clear about what my voice is and who I am so that when someone comes up to me, I don't sway and I don't do anything or say anything for a dollar amount for a relationship so that I could be able to post on a picture on Instagram and get any likes. I don't care about any of that. I want to be able to stand in the truth and the power of who I am in this space, period. And so when those opportunities come, please be clear, it's not luck. I am cooperating with what heaven has already said. And I haven't chased anything, but I have stood firm and been, been building the foundation day after day. And I know that to be the same for you. It better be the same for you. You better not let that spirit creep in and and take root and make you be bitter or stagnant or be doubtful or feel hopeless because you feel like that time hasn't come from you. That's a lie from the pits of hell. That time is coming. But you better make sure you're ready Instead of sitting around or looking around and saying, oh, such and such is lucky. Let's say they are, quote unquote, lucky. What does that have to do with you? (laughs) Let's just say they are. What does that really change for you? Because even if it were that someone else was lucky enough to have an experience or an opportunity that you want. Whenever that spirit creeps up on you, you better just be thankful And congratulate them and know that God is no respecter of person. And if he did it for them, he can do it for you. Remember Steve Harvey told me, well, he said it from a stage, but he's also said to me, you don't get what you want, you get what you believe. Maybe the other person isn't lucky. Maybe they just believed more than you did. Maybe instead of focusing on their luck, you have to start raising the awareness of your belief. Focus on you and believing that you are worthy and that you are more than enough. Maybe that's what we have to do. But the other piece of this, too, is I always tell people, I'm not lucky, I'm blessed. And one of the prayers that I pray probably daily is, God, bless my efforts. Bless my efforts. Allow everything that I set my hand to to turn to gold. That doesn't mean overnight. That doesn't mean I need it fast. I need it quick. If I need to put the work in, if I need to have some revelation about things that I'm doing well and things that I'm not doing so well and tweak some things and meet some people or whatever it is, I'm prepared for that. But just bless my effort. You know my heart. You know my intention. You know that I only do this because I feel absolutely called. 
I feel that not doing it, not doing this podcast would be disobedient. But if you gave it to me to do, then I'm going to ask you boldly to bless my efforts. Bless my efforts. Let me have supernatural favor. I don't want any human man-made luck. I want blessing. I want favor. I'm crying out. Another prayer that I always have around this kind of area is not only God bless my effort, but bless the people that are supposed to receive this from me. And this kind of goes back to the top of the episode. What I was sharing is that when people talk about having an audience, that is very broad. There is no way to categorize a full group of people. We're just too complex for that. And so I always say, God, bless the people who are supposed to receive this. And I realize that not everyone is supposed to receive every episode. Not everyone is supposed to have it on their heart to support everything that I do. Not everyone is supposed to love me after they see me speak. Not everyone is supposed to put my book down and give me a five-star rating on Amazon, although many of you do. (laughs) Not everyone is supposed to do that, and that's okay. And that's okay because we all have free will and choice. That's wonderful. I'm glad that we're not carbon copies of one another. We're not everyone's cup of tea. Everyone can't drive a Bentley and everyone doesn't want to drive a Buick. That's okay. But God, bless the hearts and the minds and the ears and the spirits of the people who you want to receive me, who you need to receive me. Get them prepared for it, God. If I'm going to have a hard conversation like we did with faith cannot be a financial crutch. Do you guys know how many people that brought out the woodworks? Lord have mercy. (laughs) It was bringing them out, bringing them out. And I said, that's okay. Even the people who wanted to argue with me or I disagree with you and this and that, that's fine. That's fine. There's so many more people who I received messages from that said that was a hard word, but I needed to hear it. And so when I say, God bless those who need to hear this from me, listen, those are the people who received it and that's okay. And I hope to my entrepreneurs and solopreneurs and passionpreneurs out there that this really speaks to you because one, I'm sure you hear when you have your your milestone wins and different things happen and people refer to you as lucky, it's insulting and it's a little bit irritating or frustrating. But I also hope that what you understand from this particular message is not everyone is going to get it. Not everyone is going to understand. And that's okay too. Your message, your product, your service may not be for everyone. And everyone doesn't need to love you for you to be successful. One of the things that I remind myself of often is Oprah and the fact that I remember being in a salon where these people start going in about, this is when her show, the talk show was still on the air, and they were saying why they didn't like her, different reasons they didn't like her. And I thought to myself, hmm, so you're in a random (laughs) nail shop in Mableton, Georgia, having a conversation about Oprah And Oprah's a billionaire and not worried about you. That is the amazing thing. Not everyone has to love Oprah for Oprah to be a billionaire. Don't you love how Oprah puts herself on the face of that own magazine every month? Chill. Who shared a cover? Nobody but her dogs. (laughs) Has anyone even shared a cover with her? She is unbothered. Unbothered. 
And when we see Oprah go from win to win to win, but also looking at how OWN Network was not a win right away and how she had to turn that thing around and how they had counted her out and were talking about her poorly in the media and mocking her and stuff. And now OWN is a success. And so I think about Oprah like, so now are people like, oh, you know, she lucky. She got a network. <laughs> she has all these things. It's like, um, no. Okay, this is 40 years of working. Even before we knew Oprah as Oprah, she was working. She was making it happen. It's like now we have the privilege of going back and seeing some of the footage of her in her 20s when she was just getting started, but she was laying it down then. She was putting the work in then. Even when the work may have been mediocre, she was showing up. So no, she's not lucky today. She's been showing up. You're not lucky. You've been showing up. You've been showing up on that job. You've been doing the work behind the scenes on creating this business. You're not lucky. I'm not lucky. You can call me blessed. You can call me favored. But what you can't call me is lucky. Nope. Not receiving it. (laughs) Because to make it seem as though my success or failure comes by chance rather than through my own actions, it's, it's just insulting. And so this being my first two something in the morning (laughs) recording, I sure hope that it's been a blessing to you. I really, really do. I hope it gives you something to think about. If you're one of the people who have also been challenged with folks just thinking that you're lucky and not acknowledging your work, your effort, your time commitment, then know that you're not alone. It happens to, I think, all of us. You know, happens to everyone. And then if you're on the other side where you've been guilty of saying, you know, oh, so-and-so is lucky, and then using that as a reason to compare and a reason to tear someone else down and a reason to start pointing the finger at other people and not paying attention to what you need to do, then I really hope that this challenges you to see a different perspective to understand that really, like I was saying at the beginning of the episode with the candle reference, is that you could be seeing these things as a chance to put yourself in that aspirational reality to say, you know what, that looks cool. You know, what are some of the things that I can do to put myself in that space, to see myself on that stage, to see myself with that job opportunity? I wouldn't care if you had to buy a uniform. I wouldn't care if you had to get a little pin made, like like whoever you're looking at, like a little pendant. I wouldn't care if you had to print out a bunch of pictures that remind you of that opportunity. If someone's so lucky to travel the world, I wouldn't care if you bought a globe and bought these little sticky, those little circles and started to pinpoint <laughs> where you're going. Instead of saying that they're lucky, you're like, no, this is my fuel. This is my inspiration. And I'm going to sew into this as the where I'm going. I'm going to start to really envision myself in that space. Like there's so many things we can do instead of stand still and point the finger at someone else and say, oh, they're so lucky, but in a spirit that makes you say, woe is me. We have to get out of that. That does not serve us. That does not serve us. And at the end of the day, I just want you 
to really have a look into all the parts, all of the mindsets, all of the behaviors, all of the habits, all the things that I'm learning with you. I always say that. I don't feel like I've arrived. But all the things that we need to do and who we need to be in order to receive and sustain the wealth that we build. This is not about just getting more money. This is about sustaining it. This is about legacy. That's a whole different conversation. So that's it for today. I can't believe I went this far in the middle of the night by myself. But that was what was on my heart. So I pray that this episode was a blessing to you as I always do. If you do want to support and get one of the last few candles, make sure you go to peacebypatrice.com. Peacebypatrice.com. It's not a loud scent. It's very subtle. It's very clean. It's very crisp. It's one of those things that just makes me feel peaceful. <laughs> I don't know. It's a calm. It's a serenity. Uh, and I just love it. So anywho, I want you guys to know that the only reason I'm here, the only reason I'm here is to make sure that you live your life's purpose, find fulfillment, and earn more without ever chasing money. Talk to you later. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.